We recorded this episode on September 30th, which is Truth and Reconciliation Day. We believe it is important to offer land acknowledgement as a way to recognize, respect, and honor the territory we live and work in, the treaties, the original occupants, their ancestors, and the historic connection they still have with the territory. We feel we must respect these treaties and ensure our governments do too. We honor all Indigenous peoples, First Nations, Métis, and Inuit for their cultures, their languages, their wise teachings, and ways of being that have shaped this country since time began. It's time for Maple Dip with Will and Jody. So let her rip with Maple Dip. Welcome to episode, what is it, Jody? 14? 14. 14 14. in a row of the Maple Dips. This is Will and here we have Jody. Hey everybody. I knew it was 14. I just wanted to make sure. So it seems like a lot. Testing my numbers. Yeah, I know how much you love the math. But uh, anyways, thank you everyone for joining us. And uh, we appreciate that. You know, if you're new, this is your first time joining us. Welcome. And you know what? What what would you tell someone, Jody, if they're brand new and just turned into this podcast and you wanted to tell them what it was about? How would you sum it up? Two Canadian dudes talking in their basements. That's how I've sold it to other people to listen. We just get together and shoot the breeze but you know it's like we're we're all together you know we're all virtually together shooting the breeze and we want you to shoot the breeze with us as opposed to the states when you shoot us (laughs) ah but um bum yeah definitely uh if you are new to the podcast first of all there's 13 episodes before this go back and have a listen um again if there's topics you want to hear chime in on social media will is the guy who takes care of all of our technical stuff so he can let you know exactly how you connect with us all topics, no topics are taboo. We try to stay away from the politics because everyone's tired of that. We have our opinions on politics. Some of them align, some of them don't. We just don't care about the politics. But I think everything else is pretty fair game and good conversation. And occasionally we've got a beverage. Oh, Beverage-wise, yes, what do you have with you today? Today, I'm going to go back to Soda City just once more, only because it was in the fridge and it was cold. And it's a new one. It's a British pale ale, and it's called Chuffed to Bits. I don't know if I had that enough English accent on that. What's on the can there? It looks like breakfast or something. On the back of the can, it does look like a sausage dinner type thing. Like, I don't know, abstract painting there. It's just a 4.7 British pale ale. Comes some little bird on the... I don't know. So we're going to give it a crack right now. Yeah, it's very high tea, isn't it? It's in the afternoon. It's very high tea. Hello, let's have a pint. That's like the worst British accent ever. Mm, I like the can. Oh, wow. That's a good one. That's that good. Tastes really good. Yeah. And you said it's only 4.7? Just 4.7. So, well, that's good. You could have a few and behave yourself. You know, if I'm out in the sun or working outside or just putting a bunch away for the sake of putting them Nerd away, sunbathing, uh, SPF 1000, I'm a Bud Light type of guy. But if I'm going to have some of these microbrew, there's a lot. There's a lot I like. There's a few mm-hmm. I don't. And, mm-hmm. uh, but this one here, this is really good. That's a very, oh, that tastes really well. Well, Jody, I have a lovely. McKinnon Brothers Brewing Company Red Fox Ale, which I have to thank you for for there last weekend. And you brought me down some from the McKinnon Brothers Brewing Company in Kingston. And uh, I appreciate that. And I don't think I've had one of these Red Fox Ales. It is 4.2%. I think it's going to be smooth. Oh, shoot. The the Red Fox. Oh, we got that on the mic. I heard that. It was good. Oh, hey, good. The Red Fox Ale is a really red beer, red colored. Again, I I don't have committed to memory. You like Mm. that? Yeah, that's nice. One of the things mm. about the McKinnon Brother Breweries is they 
they grow their own barley and everything on. It's a family farm, been in the family for a couple generations, a couple hundred years. But that one there also contains beet juice, which they actually oh. grow the beets on the farm. So if you were to pour that into a tall boy glass, you'd notice it's very red. So I'm getting my daily vegetables. Yes, you're done. So if you can just find like a steak beer to follow, dinner's done. Ugh, I don't know, but that ugh. you could just get a steak and just like put it in the food processor and just grind it Squeeze up. Squeeze the goodness out of it. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. You know, I was going to ask you what you've been up to since episode 13, but I know where you were last weekend. You were down here in the Guelph area. That's right. We went down, did a little little pub crawling. And we, were, uh, we got to witness, you're in Guelph, obviously, and uh, the University of Guelph is there, and it was homecoming. So boy, when we were driving around, we saw, it's, I don't know what they, is it, it's not a homecoming. So it was Hoko, which is homecoming, but it wasn't homecoming. I don't know how it works. It's just an excuse for the kids to early drink in school, I guess. There was a crap load of people. I was surprised. We drove by, literally, when we drove by that spot where we, I told everybody, look up the street, it was a sea of people. I haven't seen that many people since I was in Nam. Chancellor Street, I guess it's right where the big residences are. And yeah, it was packed. Go Griffins! And then I guess even later that night, some people that we know that were there had gone back to their own place. I guess they started a big bonfire in the street and things got a little rowdy, but not five alarm rowdy. But the police had to step in and calm some stuff down. But it was massive. It was a gorgeous day too, though, to be outside and watch a football game and have some drinks and act like a college student. And we also went to was the Wellington Brewery. Are you enjoying some lovely Wellington beers? I haven't yet, and here's why. Mm. The fridge is full. I haven't got room to put it in. And I don't like doing micro-brews unless they're cold. Oh, yeah. No, no. You got to drink it cold. Especially if you're just drinking right from the can. You got to have it cold. There's no point. Yes. Yeah. So, no, I haven't yet. Getting excited to, though. Did you know that 75% of Canada's population lives within two hours of Toronto? Yes. Oh, okay. The reason I've known that is because... I've tried to drive on the 400 highways on a Saturday. Oh, yeah. That's a Saturday of a long weekend. Ugh. They're all here. All of them. It's a crazy number, though. Eh? When you look at the map and the size of the landmass, and 75% of our 35 million live within two hours of, our, of one of the major cities. That's mind-boggling. And it's funny because, of course, you know, there's all the the stories people say, you know, oh, you're from Ontario. Say hi to my cousin Bob, you know, whatever. Or say hi to Jim in Thunder Bay. And it's like, yeah, we all know the stories, but still you, you tell people you're from Ontario when you're somewhere else and they're like, oh yeah, I've got a cousin in Kenora. I'm like, you know what? I, I could drive to Florida and be there before I could drive from here to Kenora. That's right. And oh, I you're from drive, Canada, eh? Oh yeah. And I wouldn't drive to either one because first off, Kenora, I've been there. Sorry if there's anyone listening to Kenora and Florida. It's, I mean, half of it's underwater. So hopefully yeah. uh, everybody's doing well. Shout out to my old podcast co-host, Fias. Haven't been able to get a hold of him, but um, hopefully he's doing well. Water Wings McGee, we call him now. In all honesty, uh, hopefully people are doing well. There's a lot of stuff going on there. But let's turn to some positive things. Um, all right. Halloween's a big event, again, as we've mentioned before, in your yes. household. Any teasers you can give us your big Halloween uh, extravaganza this year? Not Really, probably be on the next podcast right before Halloween, but not yet. And the reason is actually the family tomorrow is the day when we head down to the big locations where we usually do most of our costume, makeup, mask, whatever shopping. I have a bit of an idea for me, but it'll depend on my back. My physical ability will depend on how far I can take my costume. I did pick up some accessories the other day. I don't want to disclose those because if I do go whole hog, 
I want to keep it a surprise, but probably a little more teaser on the next podcast because that'll be before we actually do it. But we go in with a really broad idea and then fine tune it based on what we can find, what we can create, put together, compose type of thing. So we're across the street and we get like 120 to 130 because people specifically drive up to come see what I call the show because we do put on this. It's not just walk up wearing costumes, grab your candy and go. It's it's sights and sounds and special effects. And we love it. And the best part is the whole family buys in. All of us love doing this. And uh, and it's been fun. So you can, if you get a chance and you're on Facebook, if you want to check out Halloween on Watson Lane. I can tell you what I did last year. I always like to push the envelope. Last year, I even experimented and I was breathing fire. On YouTube University and Amazon, I learned how, learned what to buy, got the resources, practiced in the backyard. And last year I was myself, I was literally breathing fire in the front yard. It was a lot of fun. Out of your mouth? Yes. Okay. So it wasn't like that time you went to Taco Bell. Exactly. Now here's a suggestion because I know you're, you're getting over some back issues. You know that scene in uh, Sounds of Lambs where they're carting uh, Hannibal Lecter out? On the dolly. Wouldn't that be perfect? Because you could set up a way that it's comfortable for your back and you could get your son to like wheel you around because he's tall. So it wouldn't be such a big deal for him. Keep it in mind. Hello, Clarice. My Hannibal Lecter. No, that's cool. Well, Halloween is uh, is always fun there. What day is it this year again? Uh, October something. Is it a 31st? I think they're doing yes. it again on the 31st. 31st, right again. Okay. Mark your calendars. Is Christmas on the 25th again this year? I think so, yeah. Okay, okay. It's so tough to change. They tried it one year and it didn't work. I know, it just doesn't work anymore. They added the GST and it just confused everybody. So I did get some feedback from uh, one of our former, not former, one of our previous dips of the week, Sean C. Bunny. And he was a little chiffed, chuffed, chuffed, because we forgot to talk about too many cooks. It takes a lot to make a stew. A pinch of salt and laughter too. A scoop of kids to add the spice. A dash of love to make it nice. And you've got too many cooks. Too many cooks. Too many cooks. What did you uh, What did you think about it? Let's discuss that now. <laughs> okay. So Will asked me. He sent me the link a few weeks ago, a few episodes ago, and I forgot to let watch it. So I finally clicked the link and I started watching it. And it starts off like the very stereotypical 1980s or 1990s situation comedy that you'd see on any network television. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The video I think is 11 minutes long, and you know when most sitcoms start. They start introducing each character and they usually put their name and words beside them. And 30 or 40 seconds in, most of the characters are introduced and then the show starts. Well, it got me. I was nine minutes in when I realized they're still just introducing (laughs) characters. I don't it. It's mind boggling. It's kind of hard to explain, too, without actually seeing it. I mean, it's not like I wouldn't want to spoil it. I mean, it's not brand new, so I I don't think I'm really spoiling anything. But But it's um, so fun. It's done so, so accurate to the period. It's got a great catchy jingle theme song to it that you just watch. You just it's one of those ones. It's like a it's like one of those TikToks that people post and they say, wow, I had to watch this three times before I saw what happened. And you keep watching and you keep watching and you keep watching and you realize nothing's happening. It's. It's creative. Somebody put a lot of effort. That had to cost somebody some money. That's oh, a lot yeah. of effort and production time for a 
this person only has one video posted. Is that right? Like it's well, I think it's it's from Adult Swim, which is like a channel in the states that they the, well we've got it here too. So they have um, they show like um, Robot Chicken and other things like the Eric Andre show and stuff too. So I think the one in the in the states did it. And because it captured me, and I was nine minutes in, I'm like, holy shit! Then I started into a good belly laugh because it was so well done. It got me. You got me. Everybody out there, watch it. It's it's good. You you got to watch it. And if you watch it again. There's the one character that kind of shows up all the time. And then at the end, it kind of, yeah, it just morphs into something else. But thanks yeah. again for Seabunny um, uh, for bringing that up. Seabunny. You know, wanted us to um, talk about our top three favorite non-primary character cooks. But you know what? Maybe we'll leave that for next week. I'm going to watch it again. You know what? Sean Seabunny, he is making good use of his dip of the weakness. Because here he is. He didn't just say, yeah, I'm with dip of the week. I'm checking out. I don't. I can just phone it in now. Well, he's still listening, which is good. He's providing criticism that is you know, constructive. Oh, we like that. They call that constructive criticism. Are you serial? Yeah. That's amazing. You're so, a wordsmith, Will. <laughs> so um, we talked about this a little bit when you were here because we're both fans of horror movies. I, you know, I'm a fan of older horror movies. I mean, there are some new ones that I like, but there's a lot of ones where, uh, you know, they're fun, but the ones that I'm just like, okay, you know what? This isn't even even that great. This one I watched, I think I told you about it. It's called X and it's on Prime. Did you watch it yet? Yes, we did. We, oh my gosh. We watched it. I think we got home Sunday night. What did you think? It was it was well done. It's not from one of the major motion movie houses, so like it's no. you know it was good. We watched we've watched it quite a few since we saw you, so I'm I'm overlapping probably some other stories, but no, definitely X. It's a good one. But the prequel that's out now called Pearl. Uh, hopefully you can see Pearl, and uh, it kind of ties into it. But I just thought it was well done. You know what? It wasn't like. I mean, it certainly wasn't, you know, Citizen Kane or, or Hamlet, but it was fun. It was different. No, it was good. It was for for probably considerably less than millions of dollars. It had what's her name? You said from uh, Pitch Perfect. Yeah, um, she's in and it. How, we saw a lot of her. If you know what I'm saying. Hello. Well, yeah, that's probably why I didn't recognize her originally because I wasn't looking at her eyes. Um, the the African American actor. Kid Cuddy, mm -hmm. isn't he a mm -hmm. rapper? He plays a very convincing role. And you had mentioned before we left your place about a prequel, Pearl, we'll hunt it down. I think it was just in the theaters, but you know what the thing is? I mean, in the theaters, doesn't take long for it to come on uh, on TV in some form. So, Like, you know, we're on the cusp of Halloween, so we really, our whole family, we get into a lot of, like, we've, I don't know if you've had a chance to watch or if you're interested, but we've just watched the miniseries Dahmer. That's on our list. We just finished episode 10 last night. Um, Does that have really, a happy ending? No, that's the movie about the massage. That's a different movie. It's really well done. The actor who does it, can't recognize him until you, again, IMDB or Google him. He's done lots of stuff. He's all over Hollywood. But he plays this role so to character. And then you get to learn a lot about the Dahmer story and what really happened that not all of it made it to the newspapers because it was all about just he's been arrested, he's in jail, he's been life sentenced, everything, so all that stuff. Awful story, what he did. Um, but we're really well portrayed. Tonight, my gang, tonight we're finally going to see the very heavily touted Little controversial, directed by Olivia Wilde. Uh, oh, yeah. Don't worry, darling. Yes, let me know how it is, because there is yeah. quite a bit of controversy. Her and Florence Pugh and Shia LaBeouf was supposed to be in it, and then he said, no, you didn't ask me. And then Harry Styles spit on Chris Pine or Diddy. And I actually saw Olivia Wilde the other night on Stephen Colbert. She said, and it's kind of weird that, you know, Shia LaBeouf wanted to take the movie a certain way. She didn't want to take it that way, so they parted ways, and then poof. Her new bow gets the lead role. 
not a fan of that because I don't think he he's not the quality of actor that Shia LaBeouf is. Well, and he's a singer too. But Shia LaBeouf is very interesting, as I think we all know that he's had his moments. He's quite the character, but uh, just do it. So I'll uh, I'll have some review on that next time. But uh, I love the scary movies. You did something last week that I did a few months ago, and I'm going to be doing again next month, and that is giving blood. My reason for for publicizing it, the same as you is to encourage other people to do it. There's a big shortage of blood uh, donors right now. So you know what? If you can do it, do it. Do it! I know some people can't for medical reasons. Totally understand if you can't. Or if you were born in Britain in a certain period of time, they don't let you do it because you might still have mad cow disease. When I was in doing it the other day, you have to redo that whole barrage of questions every single time. And every once in a while, they've added one or two new ones now because we have the monkeypox fear. But I, I finished my questionnaire typing it all in. They've streamlined everything. When I started giving blood as a, as a young adult, I was in there 45, 50 minutes. And I'm thinking, they've got to think of ways to get this better. I booked my appointment the other day. I was in, questionnaired, pre-tested, like screened, gave blood, had my cookies and a drink. And I was out in 25 minutes. I know that's enough reason to give blood alone. The chocolate chip cookies in that little bag are really good. And you get a box drink, like, you know, a little juice box if you want. I mean, it's different, different places. I got some pretzels last time. Mm. Ooh. When I was in doing my pre-screening, I'm doing all the questionnaires. And then you do have to go sit in front of a nurse and they just double check some information, uh, test your hemoglobin, like just mm-hmm. simple stuff to make sure that everything's good. And then they go see and uh, I'm sitting with her and she says, so how's everything going? And I said, great. I said, I feel really depressed. And she says, why? Well, the questions I ask you on the pre-screen ask about, have you had multiple sex partners? Mm-hmm. Have you traveled outside the USA? I went over and sat down with her. I said, all I've realized is that I don't travel enough and my sex life is boring. She got quite a kick of that. She goes, I've never had anyone come with that perspective after 51 <laughs> questions. <laughs> no, nope, that's, uh, that's how my brain works. Well, your blood's good. She says, let's go over and get you to donate. So yeah, you sit down. The nurses that are great. And I'm lucky enough, I went to school with the one nurse way back in Keswick and, and Sutton, public school and high school. She's uh, one of the nurses now that travels around the central Ontario region here with uh, Canadian Blood Services. So I get to see her all the time. She's the one that drew my blood this time. And we sat and caught up about our families and kids. And it was great. And saved a few lives, I guess, somehow. Everybody, if you can, give blood. They need the blood. It's in you to give. If you're a vampire, don't give blood or a zombie because then your blood's green. They don't need that. But other than that, do it. Just do it. Yeah, and it's easy. I don't know why, but my grocery store plays the worst music. Oh, is it canned like a a subscription service that? No, no, it's a station. Well, I don't, well, maybe it's not like Muzak. It's not like instrumental, but it's just the worst songs. It's like songs from the eighties and nineties. Could it be possibly the janitor's iPod? It could be, or maybe they do that because they don't want you to stay. Except when I was leaving today, I did hear one good song as I was exiting. Wow. That's kind of cool. Most of the time it's like just obscure the B side from some Samantha Taylor record from oh my you God. Know, 1987 or something. Pumping music into different environments really are meant to serve a different purpose. In an office environment, apparently, it's supposed to soothe the savage beast mm. and keep employees calm and not sedate, but uh, serene so that there's no internal conflicts. I wonder what the methodology or the thought process for what they choose in a grocery store. A grocery store, you got how many age groups, many demographics? Yeah, you've got everybody. They want you in and out because they want to be able to keep traffic flow, but they also want you to take time to spend. They don't want you to say, oh man, this music sucks. I'm getting out of here. Was there any tracks you actually recognized or just a genre that was repeated over and over? I tried to tune it out, but I remember one time I was in there, I was thinking, 
this is like of all like, like an artist that you think has like got a lot of great songs you know like aretha franklin but they'll play some crappy aretha franklin song from the 80s like who's zooming who or something like oh yeah i did realize that if you call like a call center the music that they put on there and i have some experience in the industry the only thing that it is designed to do is to get you to hang up i agree i either want to hear the human voice i'm pursuing or i'm going to give up in 60 seconds goodbye it's like, you know, Celine Dion, but it's instrumental or it's like the best of Engelbert Humperdinck. Oh, Engelbert. God, Engelbert Humperdinck. Do you think that's a real name? Yeah, I think it is his real name. Wow. What lineage does that come from? I'm trying to think it's Randolph Mantooth. He must have been the toughest kid in school. Hey, Humperdinck. Sharp looking guy, you know, big with the ladies back in the 60s and 70s, but he must have had throw hands all the time to keep that down. I remember in the old days, he was quite uh, large, and then he lost a whole bunch of weight, so I don't know. Next week, we're going to have the fascinating true life story of Engelbert Humperdinck. What cocaine can do to you. <laughs> Engelbert Humperdinck, the true story, and followed by Randolph Mantooth. Where is he today? Where is he today? I, I, I don't know why I thought of that, but we do have a... a a dip of the week. Our dip of the week this week is another lady that's been uh, promoting the show to friends and family, and her boyfriend uh, really likes the show now, and her name is Miranda, and her boyfriend's Simon, and we do appreciate you uh, guys listening to the show. What's that put us at, 19 or 20 people? <laughs> Something like that. So, uh, yeah, we appreciate it because we ain't doing this for the money, honey. Nope. You know, we appreciate you listening and spreading the word. And uh, thanks again, Miranda. You are the dip of the week. And Simon, if you spread the word, maybe next episode, Garfunkel will be our dip of the week. Hello, darkness, my old friend. Hello, darkness, my old friend. Friend. But uh, no, we appreciate that. Spread the word. Give us some input. Come on the show again. Julie said she wants to come back when we're talking about cheese. Excellent. If you like cheese... Or if you don't like cheese. Who doesn't like cheese? Shout out to Greta Van Fleet. I don't know why, but I will bring back some cheese from their hometown. They get some big shoes to fill to push cheese out of the top spot. Yeah, from Frankenmuth, you've got the cheese. You've got the Christmas store, uh, Germantown, uh, Greta Van Fleet. There's a lot going on there. Outlet malls. Oh, I'm going to get some crazy American beer and bring it back. We'll have a little taste test. Do me a favor. Don't declare it. I declare I always bring back what I'm allowed to. That's all I do. And if I do go over a little bit, I tell them. And I'll tell you right now, not a single person at the borders ever asked me if it's only a small amount. They go, yeah, okay, go ahead. They don't care. Now we're telling you people, please abide by the rules of both countries. But you know what? Just be honest. Be honest. Be honest. Don't declare it. Um, Yeah. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Oh, I can't even get started on that. Nope, no, can't do I'll it. I'll put the clip in there. Don't be suspicious. 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 That's all we got for this week. I appreciate you uh, joining me, and I hope that your back continues to get better. Again, think about the Hannibal Lecter idea. I'm hoping that soon we'll get some more details of your Halloween you spectacle. Will. Precursor. And, uh, well, that's all I got. So over to you. All right, everybody. If you enjoyed this podcast, tell your friends. And if you haven't, let's just keep that our little secret. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye.